I'm Donovan Kane. Thank you for coming back to my weekly podcast, where I read erotic stories for women, to you. This week's story is Becoming Cotton Candy. I wrote this story, and it's part of my Erotic Adventures of You series, available on audiobook as well. What's it about? Well, you'll have to listen to find that out. I hope you enjoy it. I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome to your erotic audio adventure. Today, you're going to fulfill a fantasy that you've had for a very long time. No, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You know you like surprises. Your name is Hannah. You are married to your high school sweetheart, Tom, who, you sincerely believe, may be the most wonderful man on earth. You got married when you were young, and shortly afterwards were surprised by the two E's, as your family calls them, Danny and Bobby, twin boys that, as amazing as it seems, survived all the crazy stuff they do to now be the ripe old age of twelve. Life is good, stable, and, yes, sometimes a tad boring. At the moment, you were standing by the island in your kitchen, your hair all messed up and sticking out on one side, wearing your sweatsuit and your monster slippers that you got three years ago at Christmas and can't let go of. Your husband always tells you how hot you are. You always tell him that he's crazy. The boys just ran out for school. Your husband left early this morning on a business trip. You gulp down the last swig of your coffee and are cleaning up the breakfast dishes, still laughing at how hot your husband thinks you are, shaking your head. You stack the dishes in one hand and open the dishwasher with the other. You go to put the dishes in, and there... Hanging off the top rack is a cardboard tag that you would see on an item that needs repaired. It says, Please service soon. I have some ideas what the problem might be. The UPS man should be dropping off the needed parts today. Tom. You make that face that you always make when you don't know what the hell someone is talking about. You know the face. And you say to yourself, Huh, I didn't know there was anything wrong with the dishwasher. I love him dearly, but he's crazy as a loon sometimes. You yank the tag off, close it up, push the start button, and it works just fine. You giggle, shake your head, and walk off to shower and get ready for the day. The day goes like every other day, dishwashing, laundry, house cleaning, errands, and paying bills like always. Then the doorbell rings. As you're on the phone trying to figure out why your cell phone bill is so damn high again. You open the door to find the UPS guy holding a box. Hello, sign here please, he says. You look down and the box says, parts. You cover the mouthpiece of your phone and say, Oh, I'm not going to need these. Can I send them back now? Nope, he says. You have to readdress these and send them back. I'll come back tomorrow and pick it up. Fine. You take the box in and set it on the dining room table. The operator has hung up on you without solving the problem. That sounds about right. Damn it! You smack the table in frustration. You look at the box and read the writing. It says, Just open it, Hannah. What? How your husband's handwriting got on a box of parts, you have no idea. But your husband's crazy, so you think you better open it. You cut it open with a kitchen knife and fold the flaps back. You see the contents are covered in a layer of foam sheeting, and on top, 
lies a card. You pick up the card and gently open it by untucking the flap. He never seals it because he knows you always save the cards he gives you. Hello, my little hottie, it says. You laugh to yourself. The dishwasher works fine. I picked these parts out myself. I could not be happier with you, our life, our kids, and everything that goes with it. But I got to thinking that while we have fulfilled most of our dreams, we have let some of the fantasies slide by. I remember one of yours was to be a stripper. You're sure as hell hot enough. You just need the right parts. The contents of this box are self-explanatory. I will send you a text soon to map out the rest of your night. Love you, my little hottie. Tom What the hell? You say to yourself. You take the styrofoam off the top and immediately see all kinds of naughty little goodies. The first of which sticks out like a sore thumb. A blonde wig. You snatch it up. Long blonde curls. And you see it would go down to the middle of your back. You laugh and think he's totally lost his mind. You start to pull out more things. You have got to be kidding me. You say out loud as you grab one item after another. Coming together in your mind is a picture of a curly-headed blonde schoolgirl. Fishnet stockings and all. Yep, you're going to have to have him committed. In the bottom of the box is what appears to be black leather combat boots. You hold them up in your right hand look at them, and shake your head again. You look down and see a smaller box was hiding under the boots with a tiny card on the front of it like you would see on a Christmas package. You open up the little card and it says, to get you in the mood. Oh God, what now? You put the boots down, rip the paper off the box, slide the top off, and inside is a purple silicone egg with a little loop on it. You take the instruction sheet out, and, holy shit, it's one of those remote-control egg things that vibrate the inside of your pussy. But there's no controller. In the bottom of the box it says, When you get this, stick it in and text me. You look at this thing and think, I'm supposed to stick this in, and he's not even going to be home tonight? He's not coming home until tomorrow. You set the thing on the table and send your clinically insane husband a text message. I got the parts. Thank you. You giggle to yourself. Ha ha. Maybe we can use it all when you get home. You get a text back. Stick it in, Hannah. Have you lost your mind? You text back. I said, stick it in, Hannah. Oh. You take it to the bathroom. You don't know why, because nobody's home. You look in the mirror and again shake your head at yourself and slip your sweatpants off along with your not-so-sexy underwear. You don't know how this is going to work with no controller anyway. The instructions say, push here until it vibrates once. You look on the gizmo and see a little power symbol. Push on it with your thumb, hear a little bzzz, and then it stops. Just my luck. The dishwasher works, this doesn't. You send another text message. Sorry, Tom, it doesn't work. He texts back. You're so cute. Stick it in. Fine. You text back. You run to your bedroom, open your nightstand, squirt a little bit of lube on the gizmo, 
hold on to the bedpost, open your legs a little bit, and gently slide it in. It feels good going in, and then nothing. Your phone dings with a text message. Did you stick it in, Hannah? Yeah, yeah, you type back. Good girl. You always love it when he talks to you like that. It's been a while. Now, put your sweats back on and leave it in. I know that's what you're wearing. Drive the car up to Bob's shop because I said you would be there at 3 o'clock to get the oil changed. Oh, I forgot all about that. You quickly throw on your sweatpants, jump in the car, pull into Bob's, hand in the keys, and sit down in the lovely waiting area full of outdoor magazines to read. You send a text to Tom. All right, up here in the waiting area. Don't know how long it will take this time. It should only be about a half hour. He texts back. Bob steps in behind the desk after about 20 minutes. He apparently has one of the flunky kids finishing the oil change. So, how's Tom? Fine. He's away again for work. Bzzz. You jump what seems to be about a foot when the egg inside you comes on. Holy shit, Hannah, you okay? Yeah, I think it's a bee. You want me to look? No, I don't want you to look. I'm fine. Your pussy instantly clenched up. After the initial jump of surprise, the first thing that comes to your mind is, how do you turn this damn thing off? You don't feel like you can stand up and run to the bathroom because you are sure Bob will know what is going on. You know there is no way to turn it off without yanking it out but you try to push the power button by squeezing your legs together. Nope. But you keep trying, and each time you squeeze, your pussy tightens a little more. You fidget around in your seat, and it gets tighter and tighter. So, how's the kids? Oh, fine. Fine. When is Tom coming home? Tomorrow. You have got to figure out how to get this thing turned off. You squeeze your legs tight, and think if I just squeeze tight enough, it will stop. One more tight squeeze. Your pussy lets loose with an orgasm like you haven't had in some time. He says, You sure you don't want me to look at that bee sting? As you try to hide the fact that your body is trembling in ecstasy. No, Bob, I'm good. As the pulses start to weaken and dissipate, you can feel a gush of liquid run into your sweatpants. Bob sticks his head out the side window and yells into the shop, Ernie, is she done? You're thinking, Yeah, I am. Yeah, you're all done. We'll bring it around front. You're sitting there in your soaked sweatpants, drinking a bottle of water, and Bob is staring at you. You are wondering how you are going to get out of this one. Your crotch is soaked, and the thing is still vibrating. You get a flash of an idea, and you put it into play instantly. You stand up and accidentally spill the bottle of water into your lap. Bob says, Damn, you okay? Yeah, it just looks like I pissed my pants. Sure does, Bob cackles. You walk out the front door to get into your car. Ernie is standing there looking at your seat. There is a plastic seat cover that says, For your convenience. Bob says you might need this. Yes, I do. Thanks, Ernie. All about the customer service. You get in, and Ernie closes the door and walks away. Before you take off, you send a text to Tom. The fucking thing went off while I was at Bob's place. 
I'm operating it with my cell phone, he texts back. What? All of a sudden, it goes off and then stops. Yeah, Bob sent me a text that said you got stung by a bee and pissed your pants. I knew it was working. OMG, you send. Just trying to take care of my little hottie. Then the phone rings, and it's Tom. You answer it laughing. You asshole. I just had a huge orgasm in front of Bob. Lucky guy. He thought I got stung by a bee and pissed my pants. I spilled a bottle of water on myself on purpose so he wouldn't see my wet crotch. Holy shit, you can turn that thing on with your cell phone? Yep. So, here's the real question. How did you like coming in front of an audience, even if it was only Bob? It was different. But did you like it? It was fucking Bob. That was not what I asked. Okay, yes, I did. It was very adventurous. Good. Today is not over. You have the rest of your stuff laid out on your bed, don't you? Yes. It's covered up with a pile of clean laundry so nobody will see. Go home and take it out. Tom, I don't get it. I love you. Just do what I tell you to do. You trust me still, don't you? Of course. Okay. The twins are staying with a friend tonight. You coming home early? No. I don't get it. You remember that fantasy you used to have? The one where you wanted to be a stripper? Yes, but I don't want to be at home stripping for myself. You won't be home until tomorrow. No, I won't be home until tomorrow. And yes, you do need an audience to strip for. I'm going to send you an address. An address? Will you quit asking so many questions? You're supposed to just trust me. As I said, I'm going to send you an address. You need to go home, put on everything that I sent you, do your makeup like you're going stripping, because that's what you're going to do. You have to be kidding me, Tom. Listen, I know this guy named Eduardo. You want me to strip for some guy named Eduardo? Stop asking questions. Fine. Eduardo owns a strip club, about 45 minutes from our house. Oh, my God. I talked to Eduardo. I told him what your fantasy was. He's going to be looking for you tonight at 8, in a blonde wig and schoolgirl outfit. He knows that you're my wife. No one else does. He's talked to his bouncers, and they will keep a special eye on you. Nothing will happen. Tom, I don't think I can do it. Oh, don't say that, little hottie. That's what Eduardo was worried about. He said, she won't do it. Then I'll be short a girl tonight if she doesn't. I promised him you'll be there. And you know how I am about promises. Damn it, Tom. And it cost me $500. $500? But you can keep all your tips. So maybe you can make it back. Also, it's not totally nude, so you can keep your G-string on. Oh, and do not remove your new toy. Oh, for fuck's sake, Tom. I want you to text me a picture when you get dressed up. God damn it, Tom. Don't forget to take the toy out and charge it before you leave. Put it back in before you get dressed. When you show up, make sure you tell them you are Candy and you are there to work. Well, that's a stripper name, all right. 
Don't forget to text me the picture after you get dressed. Gotta go. Love you, bye. You hold the cell phone out in front of you and shake your head and say, You really are crazy. I love you, though. You put the car in gear and head toward home. You wonder if you have stripper makeup. You decide that you just need to apply extra to what you usually do. By the time you get home, take a shower, and are standing in front of your bedroom wardrobe mirror, it is 6.15. You've already put on your makeup. You decide that the wig and the costume pretty much took care of the look. You just added some bright red lipstick and a little extra eyeshadow. As you stand in front of the wardrobe, you're thinking, people are really going to pay to see me naked? You remember all the times your husband reassured you that you are indeed his little hottie. You decide to believe him for tonight. You start with the fishnet stockings, black with lace at the tops. You scrunch the stocking down with your hands and begin at the toes of your right foot and slowly pull it up your ankle, and you instantly feel yourself get wet. You keep pulling clear up to the top of your thigh and run your thumbs across the lace at the top. You grab the other stocking and do the same. As you raise your face to the mirror to smooth them, you see your reflection and smile. Leave it to Tom, you say to yourself. He always knows what I need. You put the red lace bra on, and as you pull it down over your breasts, your nipples get hard just by touching the material. You give a little groan as you snap it together. Then you reach for the tiny little red lace thong. You step into it, pull it up over your hips. Turning three-fourths of the way around, you settle the string in the crack of your ass and decide, you don't look too bad at all. And the underwear matches your nails and lips. Bonus. You reach down for the skirt. It zips down a few inches in the back. You pull it over your hips and zip it over your waist and turn to look in the mirror. It barely covers your ass. It is, of course, red and black plaid. You put your shirt on and button up the three buttons in the front. It has a little black tie attached and you have to button it over to the other side so it stays in place. You sit down in your chair, bend over to put on what you think are going to be a fairly ridiculous looking pair of combat boots, put them on, lace them up, and tie them high on your ankles. You stand up and look in the mirror again. Well, I'll be damned, you mumble. They're perfect. Tom knows how to dress a stripper. Hey, how does Tom know how to dress a stripper? And where did he get this stuff? Again, you shake your head as you reach for the wig. You look at yourself one last time in the mirror, and you think, Oh my God, Hannah, what have you gotten yourself into? You bend forward at the waist, settle the wig on your head, and throw your hair back like you're getting out of a pool. You see yourself with the full effect of the costume in the mirror, and it's you. But it's not Hannah. It's you as candy. You get butterflies in your stomach. You really are going to do this. Well, you wouldn't, but Tom did promise. I mean, it's your husband's honor. You can't let him down. You grab your phone and snap a picture in the mirror. You send a text off to Tom. Hello, big boy. It's me, Candy. He sends a text back. Perfect. 
Have fun, my little hottie. You smile. Grab your big old suitcase-sized mom purse and instantly go, No. You take a few bucks, your lipstick, your ID, and stick them into the top of your right stocking and walk out the side door into your garage. Luckily, you have an attached garage and the sun is going down. So, you should be safe. Apparently, the place is one of those kind of joints on the outskirts of town, a few towns over from you. You look up the address on your GPS, and amazingly enough, the place is called Eduardo's. Of course it is. You've looked in the mirror about 12 times since you've left the house, and you've done a hell of a job convincing yourself that you're candy. What's your last name, you think to yourself? Do strippers have last names? Maybe your last name is Candy. First name, Cotton? You laugh hysterically. You almost choke when you hear sirens. Oh, God, no. Oh, Jesus. You pull over and try not to run off the road. You wonder how you're going to get out of this. Maybe you can do what they do in the movies. You are a stripper. The cop speeds by you. That was a rush you think, as you blow out a breath. You realize that you're sopping wet. God, you're horny as hell. The outfit is appropriate, since you really are nervous as a schoolgirl and only about ten minutes away from the strip club. For a brief minute, you wonder if you should turn around and go home. You look in the mirror again and you think, This is crazy. You probably should. But you don't want to. You continue on your way down the little two-lane highway. You see the neon lights around the top of the club right off the exit. The butterflies are back, and they brought their friends. You turn off onto the exit and turn into the parking lot. God, there's a lot of people here. In reality, there's only about 20 cars in the parking lot, but it sure seems busy to you. You take a deep breath, remove your ID and lipstick and a few dollars you brought from your stocking, and throw the money and ID in the glove box. You look in the mirror and apply a generous layer of red onto your lips and smile to yourself. I hope you know what you're doing, Tom. Of course, you know, he always does. You throw the door open, stand up straight, slam the door closed, straighten your tie, and strut toward the front door as you think to yourself, I am cotton candy. And you laugh. You open the door, and it's pitch black. You can't see a goddamn thing. Your eyes adjust a little, and sitting there on a bar stool, holding a stack of bills, is a gargantuan bouncer that looks like a shaved-down Sasquatch. Hey, name's Tiny. Of course it is, you think. Is Eduardo here? Are you a dancer? You almost say no. Yes, I am. What's your name? Ca- Candy. Of course it is. He writes your name down, points to an office, and you walk across the main room. And as you do so, you get your first glimpse of the stage. No one is on it. Oh, that's right, you think. The girls don't start until eight. There's about twenty-five or thirty guys around the stage waiting. They turn their heads toward you. The butterflies in your stomach start their house party, and then you feel that feeling of excitement that you haven't felt in a long time. You strut confidently toward the office door. You see a man sitting behind the desk. I'm here to work. 
The guy doesn't look up. Okay, what's your name? Candy. He looks up quickly and says, Oh, Candy. He comes around you and closes the door. Have a seat, Candy. As you sit down, he sits across from you, looks at your half-exposed boobs and your schoolgirl outfit, and looks you in the eyes and says, Are you sure you can do this? Of course I can. You know, if you don't make it, I'm going to be short a girl. I know. Tom told me. I won't let you down. He promised. And his promise is my promise. All right. No special treatment, though. Don't want any. Here's how it works. You usually get three songs. The first one you dance to on stage with your clothes on. The second one, you undress. And the third one, you make your way around the stage and get tips while you're in your G-string. While you are getting your tips, some people might ask you for a private dance. A uh, lap dance? Yeah, you know, a private dance. I really didn't... Listen, you're one of the girls tonight. That's what we do here. When you give a lap dance, you can get as naughty as you want. Bouncers will be watching, so don't pull their cocks out. That won't be a problem. They can't touch you. Only you can touch them. You keep all the tips and half the private dance money. I get the rest. Sounds kind of like you're my pimp. Let it sound however you want. I get half. He looks at your tits one more time and says, Damn, Tom's a lucky guy. And you're a lucky girl. I don't know any other husband who would do this. Tom's not any other husband. Thank you, Eduardo. You're welcome. As he walks around his desk and you stand, he says, Oh, by the way, you're the first girl here. No one else has showed up yet. Go keep them entertained and I'll let you know. He slaps you on the ass, gives you a big smile and says, Welcome to showbiz. Son of a bitch. You follow him out of the office. He closes the door and walks away. He looks back and says, Go talk to the DJ to start your set. You look toward the stage and every man is looking straight at you. Some are laughing with their friends, and some are very serious looking and sitting all by themselves. I'm a little hottie, I'm a little hottie, you say to yourself. Cotton candy, a little hottie. This is supposed to be fun, have fun. You walk over to the DJ booth and up the three stairs to a guy who appears to be a college kid with a man bun. Name's Dave, he says. Hi, Dave. Um, my name's Candy. Of course it is. The songs I would like to dance to are... Doesn't matter. I pick what's played. It's about what the crowd wants to hear, not you. I don't get to pick? Get on stage. You frown and turn toward the stage. You see a set of steps with rope lighting up the sides. You walk over and put your foot on the first step. For the first time, this turns from fantasy to reality. The second step, you will the butterflies to go home. The third step, you stick out your chest, and when you step on the stage, you give a graceful turn, put your hands on your hips, and smile at your audience. Dave starts the music, and of course it's the thump, thump, thump of club music. Not your favorite, but you can feel the deep thump in your chest, and you give a little strut as you walk around the entire stage. 
With every step, your confidence builds. Everyone's staring at you, some seriously and some smiling, but none are laughing at candy. As you complete your first circuit, the pole in the middle of the stage gleams at you, calls to you in a way, and like you do everything else, you don't walk to it, you run. You jump a good two feet into the air, wrap your hands around it, and swing a full rotation around the outside. A few claps can be heard from the men. Wow, you think. Tough crowd. Then, you remember what they came for. You get off the pole, pull the sides of your little schoolgirl skirt up, and do a little pirouette. You reach up and unbutton the top two buttons of your shirt, leaving the tie on and the bottom button. There's a group of five guys, maybe college age. Looks like the one in the middle is wearing a shirt that says, I'm the bachelor. And you think, maybe someday he'll do this for his wife. Better leave him with a good impression. You walk in front of him, step up on the small ledge in front of his chair. His friends are screaming and hollering and clapping while you stand over him. You wiggle your hips back and forth, and starting at your stomach, run your nails up the front to the bottom of your schoolgirl's shirt. Bring them up and unclip your tie and unbutton the remaining button and open the shirt. Then you squat down in front of the young man, and since it appears you have fully turned into cotton candy, you actually wrap your legs around his shoulders, locking them in the back. One of his friends reaches over and puts his hand on your thigh and you slap it. He pulls it back. The bouncer standing not too far behind smiles and gives you a nod of approval. You open your shirt and you ask him, Do you know how to work one of these things? And his friend says, No, I don't think he does. He politely says, Yes, ma'am. What's your name? Joe. What's yours? Candy. Of course it is. He smiles. Well, Joe, reach into my shirt and unclip my bra. The bouncer will kick me out. No, he won't. He reaches in, sliding both hands around your back, and unclips the bra. The bouncer starts towards you right away. You wave your finger at him in a no motion. The bouncer raises his eyebrows and steps back. Joe unclips your bra, puts his hands back down, and you pull your schoolgirl shirt off and take the bra off over your shoulders and your breasts are hanging right in front of Joe's face just in time for the start of the second song. Model employee, you think. His friends are whooping and hollering. Since you've seen it on TV and since you don't have any other ideas, you put your hands on the back of Joe's head and lean forward and pull his face right into your tits. Just as his face goes in between them, and you have your hands on the back of Joe's head, your pussy goes, Bzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
They put dollars in your G-string. One gives you five. Another gives you ten. You feel like you're in what you used to call la-la land. It's wonderful. God, you think, you truly do have the best husband on earth. Every once in a while, your vibrator starts and your pussy clenches. Then the thing turns off again in just a few seconds. The feeling of erotic euphoria is overwhelming. The thumping of the bass, the movement of the lights, the clapping that sometimes you see but don't hear puts you in a different world than you, Hannah, are used to. Candy. The candy in you is right at home. The third song ends, and another girl comes up the steps. You decide you don't need no stinking steps. You give a bow, turn around, and jump off the stage. You land in front of a table with a man sitting in the dark, wearing a hat and sunglasses. You look at him, and he's holding up a hundred-dollar bill, and you realize he wants a lap dance. Well, you've come this far. You're not going to let your husband down by breaking his promise. You look up and see the bouncer close by. He nods, giving you the okay. You walk over to the man. You have mixed emotions, because this seems a little too close to cheating on Tom. But Tom sent you, so you move your hips back and forth to the thump of the music and bend over, like you've seen in the movies in front of him. Move your ass back and forth slowly in front of his face, rubbing your hands up and down your legs. Turn around and barely see the man, it's so dark. You put a leg over each side of his body and straddle him on his lap. My name's Candy. He doesn't say a word. You go to take his hat off and put it on you. He stops you. You rub your tits in front of his face with your hands. You are not sure if you are supposed to, but you run your hands down the front of you, all the way down to your G-string, and your pussy is dripping. The man has his hands in his pockets now. You know he's not playing with his cock because you can see it through his jeans. It is rock hard and right in front of your pussy. You put your hands on his shoulders and you brush your nipples on his face and you pull your crotch closer and put his cock right in the crease of your pussy and you move it up and down slowly while you lean your tits toward his face. You feel him groan. Bzzz. Oh my God. The little toy in your pussy starts its buzzing again. You're so horny and so wet that you can't help it. You grab the man's face and pull him into your tits like you did Joe earlier. You can feel the man's cock getting even harder than when you first sat on it. You can feel his body tighten and know that he is going to come, and so are you for that matter. Your pussy is so wet that the G-string has worked itself inside and you look down to see the wetness of you on his jeans and feel the vibrating inside you. You are completely lost in the moment until one word comes to your mind. Tom. Oh my God, what am I doing? You put your hands on the man's chest to push yourself back. I'm sorry, I can't do this. He grabs your wrists. The bouncers are going to come. But the bouncer doesn't come. He just stares at you, and you look at the man's face in the darkness and say, Please, I can't. I love my husband. And your husband loves you, little hottie. Tom! Oh, my God! He puts his hands on your ass, pulls you to his cock, grinds on your pussy, 
until you can feel the shaft of his cock rubbing harder and harder into your slit. You feel him tighten his grip on your ass, and his cock pumps his cum into his jeans. Your pussy begins to tighten, and you pull his face into your tits. The feel of your husband and the vibrations coming from the toy inside you gets the better of you, and you pull yourself into his cock so hard that you can feel your bare pussy lips wrap around the denim on both sides of his cock, and you grab his head and pull him into your tits even harder, and come an orgasm that takes you away. All you hear is the thump of the music, and all you see is the flash of light through your closed eyelids as your pussy pulses and pulses, trying to swallow his denim-covered cock inside of you. As it begins to subside, you pull back just enough so you can look into your husband's eyes. God, I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Candy. And he puts the hundred-dollar bill into your G-string. Can we go home now? Sorry, I promised Eduardo a whole night of work, and you owe me five hundred dollars. Looks like you got a pretty good start there. He points to the money hanging from the waist of your G-string, slaps you on the ass and says, Now go get to work, Candy. You smile at him. My first name's Cotton. He lets loose with a roar of laughter as you strut over to the next table. The End I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, Becoming Cotton Candy. Don't forget to follow the podcast. There's a new story every week. Thank you for letting me take you on this erotic adventure. If you'd like to send me a message, you can email me at donovan at donovancain.com. I'm Donovan Kane. For now, goodbye.